There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Gallant Few and the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the Insurance Practice. The team at the Insurance Practice specialise in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant Few for more information. Hello, hello, and how do you do? Welcome to the second episode of Generation Bears here on The Gallant Few. Each show, we have a guest on to discuss their hero from the generation that they started following Rangers and who cemented their love for the club. This could be a player or a manager, and we also discuss the most memorable moments on or off the pitch that led to them becoming the hero of each Generation Bear. I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me tonight is my good friend, Ali Pearson. Hello, Ali. Hi Scott, it's good to be here. It's good to talk about Super Ali. So Ali, following on from the first episode where Colin made us both feel rather old when he picked Ronald <laughs> De Boer as his Generation Bears hero, you have picked someone much more in keeping with our childhood. As you've just said there, you have chosen the one, the only, the super and every mum's favourite player, Mr Alan McCoist. So without giving too much away about the games you've picked to talk about, on the show, and not that you need much of a reason to pick the record goal scorer for our club, but why Alistair McCoist? Why Alan McCoist? Most people would probably think, because my name's Ali or Alistair, I was named after Alan McCoist. Unfortunately, I can't claim that, although I do say my dad did name me after Ali McCoist. Um, in fact, he did meet Ali McCoist in the airport when he was going on holiday once, and um, got got my autograph for him, and he said to, to Ali, he said... Um, You've got the same name as my son, but it's spelt the wrong way. <laughs> Mine's spelt the Scottish way with a D and his is a T. <laughs> so I noised him up about that, but now I've got his autograph. But um, no, we, we, I mean, Colin's one with um, with Ronald De Boer, like you say, made me feel old because when Ronald De Boer left Rangers, he was there, I think, three, four years. 
I mean, I, I could go to the pub then and have a drink and stuff and watch that. But, I mean, we grew up through probably one of the best years, nine in a row. Um, great team, full of Scottish players as well, homegrown players. But Ali McCoy's for me was a... He was he was a guy that when I was playing football, I played up front all the time. I wanted to score the goals like him. I had Ali McCoy in the back of my top as well. Um, he was my hero growing up. I mean, you could. I mean, obviously you had Loudrop, you had the gas going later on. You had more of the flair players. Um, but to me, Ali McCoy, he just to me he's like Mister Rangers, like a kind of John Gregg. He's 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 right up there. Um, and that's why he's my hero. That's fair enough, mate. I completely agree. You say McCoy was maybe in his prime just before I kind of started getting into Rangers. Um, in the moments we're coming to talk about, I had to kind of had to look back on. Um, but I mean, he's he's arguably the best Rangers striker we've ever had, or probably ever will have. So yeah, completely understandable why you've picked Alan McCoy. So just before we get into the games. I'll just do a, a kind of brief background on McCoy. I can't go into full depth or I would actually be here, be here all night talking about McCoy's career. But Alistair Murdoch McCoy, MBE, was born on the 24th of September in 1962 in Bells Hill, Scotland. McCoy started his professional playing career at St Johnston, making 57 appearances and scoring 22 goals. He had a spell in England with Sunderland after that from 81 to 83 before making the move back to Scotland to join Rangers. McCoy spent a remarkable 15 years at the club, making a total of 581 appearances and scoring a record 355 goals. During his time at Rangers, he won two European Golden Boots in season 91-92 for 39 goals and 49 appearances and 92-93 for an even better record of 49 goals and 52 appearances. His honour at the club as a player include 10 league title medals, 9 league cup medals and a Scottish Cup medal. He was also awarded an MBE in 1994 for his services to football. After Rangers, McCoy moved to Kilmarnock in 1998 and retired from playing in 2001. He also made a total of 61 appearances for Scotland, scoring 19 goals. So, Ali, that's McCoy's playing career kind of briefly summed up. His scoring goal for record kind of speaks for itself, does it not? No, oh, it's 355 goals. I mean, who, who realistically is going to come close to that? I mean, will somebody come close to that again? Probably not, to be honest. Um, I mean, you see players these days, they're at clubs, probably maximum, you get with players these days, three, four, five years maximum, um, and you turn them around again. So it's t- to get to that, I really doubt in my lifetime I'll see those um, type of goals again. But that's, and you look at his medals, he's won, it's, it's, it's frightening. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's just uh, an unbelievable Rangers career, it really is. So McCoy did return to Rangers in 2007 as Walter Smith's assistant before taking the reins himself in 2011. McCoy was in charge for three and a half seasons with a record of 121 wins in 167 games, which is a win rate of just over 72%. But his, his managerial career definitely speaks better on paper than it does watching it in real life, does it not, mate? Yeah, it's. Oh, I know we're going to talk about the playing career of McCoy, which I think we should do, and always remember him as the player he was for Rangers. There's, there is a couple of fans because his managerial record wasn't as good, and what happened. They, they, I think they forget what a player he was. Maybe that's a generation in terms of people that maybe didn't see him as a player and don't really remember that. Um, but I mean, his win record is 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 good, but. 
I mean, we were down in the lower divisions, um, the banter years, if you want to call mm-hmm. it, for for a while. But I mean, what Rangers manager had to go through what he went. Um, if, I mean, if, if if he had a clean slate and could do it, Walter and other managers, even Steven Gerrard now, would it, would it be different? You, you don't you don't know to be honest, but um, no, it it wasn't great at the end up. I mean, you could see with him, he was um, you could just tell by the look on his face and his his demeanour. I think he'd had enough to be honest. And you see him now in talk sport and in Sky Sports, the guy looks he looks much happier, he looks healthier, um, and I wouldn't rem- remember him as Ali McCoy's the player than obviously Ali McCoy's the manager. But I mean, he would he would do anything for Rangers. I couldn't agree more, mate. The the managerial career didn't really end in the most kind of spectacular way, obviously. Um, I will forever remember Alan McCoy for being the player, and Alan McCoy's team will always be a, a Rangers legend, and he'll forever be welcome um, at the club. So, as I say, we'll leave his manager, his manager career there, and we'll get straight on into the moments that you have picked to talk about. So, game one is Rangers v Celtic at Hamden Park on the 31st of March 1992. I was only four, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the I wasn't much older. <laughs> uh, the lineup that day was Gorham, Stevens, Goff, Brown, Robertson, McCall, Sparkman, Durant, Uta, Hustera, Gordon, and McCoy. Ali, why this game in particular if you choose to start with? Again, I was young then. Um, I mean, you're talking 92. I was, well, I would have been seven back then. So, I mean, it's quite hard to rack my brain for this one, to be honest. Um, remember bits and bobs of it but to me it kind of summed up a Walter Smith Rangers um, playing Celtic I mean how many times do we play Celtic and get a 1-0 win but th- this one was a bit more special it was at Hamden it was a semi-cup final the weather was horrific I mean like we discussed kind of off air before they had a kind of they described the weather on the if you actually watch in YouTube, there's a, there's a bit about the weather and the wind and stuff, which you only really get watching the horses and stuff <laughs> these like days, horse race, right, which right. was a bit weird. You don't get that these days, <laughs> but it was uh, no. It, to me, it was a typical Walter Smith Rangers performance. Um, I mean, in that game, after after only five minutes, David Robertson sent off for a. I mean, I think the referee was thinking it was maybe an elbow into, into the, the Celtic player, but. If, it was in a condition. To me, it was a yellow all day long. Um, we went down to 10 men, so you've got 85 minutes in the conditions it was in against Celtic to get into the final. It's an uphill battle. Um, but to be fair, the first half, um, when Rangers went down to the 10 men, they, they, they played quite well, had a couple of good chances. Um, Celtic didn't offer overly much in the first half. Um, I think Rangers were actually quite happy to maybe get at half time, nil nil, regroup and and go again. But literally just before half time, Stuart McCall gets the ball, slips it in McCoyst, edge of the box, and he builds right in the bottom corner. And you can see from the celebration, the fact I think the commentator at the time said he was nearly in tears. That's how much it meant to him. And uh, you see Archie Knox at the side going absolutely ballistic, and there's Walter. The side of him saying that the players are keep their head calm down, calm down. We're not there yet, but but no, to go one nil up against them, it was. Um, I mean, against ten men, it was it was incredible. And then the, the second half, obviously, Celtic as they do, which we're used to during that kind nine in a row season, battered us, hit the post a couple of times. Um, that Tony Mowbray though sh- should have been sent off though. I mean, he was booked in the first half, and then. 
second half went for a ball in the box to head it, but used his hand, which the referee gives the free kick to Rangers. So he should have had a second yellow and be sent off. But um, no, Rangers held on and um, won the game. And you could see at the end what it, what it kind of meant to the players. I mean, Waller comes right on the pitch. He's, he's got McCoy straight up in arms. He's the fists up there. And it's, it's, it's a typical Walter Smith Rangers performance. And basically, what we were accustomed the whole of that nine in the row season, that's, that's what we that's what we remember. Most old firms against Celtic, were, a lot of them are 1-0 wins for us. And that's kind of how it went. But it was a typical Rangers, Walter, and super rally performance. No, as I say, I, well, I watched the highlights back. I say I don't remember this one watching it. Um, I was obviously a bit too young at the time. You can see that it was a horrific day at Hamden. I mean, the weather is the weather's horrific, and I say I couldn't believe that at the start when I come up and told you what the ground was like and what way the wind was blowing. It's something you don't, you kind of don't see every day. But yeah, I mean, you could definitely you can see at the end there how much it meant to. Um, to the to the players to, to hold on to get the win, and as I say, when McCoy scores, you can see how much it means to him. So yeah, I say um, just in the notes here as well, it just says that the final you're going to be Rangers going on to play Airdrie when McCoy scores again, along with Hatley for Rangers to win two one. So happy days there. So we'll just move on straight into game two then, um, the Battle of Britain, <laughs> as it was known, and it's Leeds one Rangers two. Rangers winning 4-2 on aggregate. This game is from the 4th of November in 1992. So the lineup that day was Gorham, McPherson, Goff, Brown, Robertson, McCall, Durant, Ferguson, Gordon, McCoyst and Hately. So Ali, I know this is probably quite a famous quite a famous game in Rangers history. I don't think there's many people that won't have seen the highlights and that from this game. But just kind of talk us through then why this game meant so much to you and why you've picked it out as part of um, your hero, McCoy's time at Rangers. I mean, th- th- this is one that I do remember. Obviously, I've watched it back on team times on YouTube that most people probably have. Um, back, back then, to be honest, my one of my, my mum and dad's friends at the time were from Yorkshire, um, named Keith, and he was a big Leeds fan at the time. And I remember we'd actually just moved into our new house at the time and it was, it was like we just moved into it and this game was on and I was I was allowed to go and stay and watch obviously I was still young at the time we were watching it on telly but Keith was up he was a big Leeds fan so he was watching it my dad was watching it but I always remember back then the, the, the two of them going into this game um, I mean the English press I think they'd written Rangers off I think they looked at kind of up here in Scotland as they do down there look, as, look at us up here as a kind of like a diddy league to be honest um, obviously the first game Rangers won two one. Again, McCoy scored in that game. They obviously went one up straight away. Um, but back then, they didn't have the fans in both stadiums, um, which was due to safety and security reasons. Reading into it, that's why they didn't have fans. They agreed not to have the fans. Um, and obviously, the first game was um, was two one to Rangers. Leeds Leeds started. It was McAllister when he scored that goal, and obviously, just silence at Ibrox, yeah. which is which was weird. And then we went on to win 2-1. Lukic came out a punch a ball and punched it into his net. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously McCoyst to, to get the 2-1. But um, I, it was a, even before we played Leeds, so it was weird how Leeds actually got to play us, though, which I, I don't know if a lot of folk realised that actually Leeds, to get into it, we actually played Lingby of um, Denmark, who we beat 2-0 at home, and then we, we beat 1-0 away. 
Um, McCoyce actually scored in the first game there. But Leeds actually played Stuttgart, and um, they lost 3-0 to Stuttgart away in the first round. But they, had, but they won the return home, the return game, sorry, 4-1, um, which meant Stuttgart went away through and um, away goals. But actually Stuttgart fielded an ineligible player, which we'll know from obviously Celtic recently. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was they were actually awarded a 3-0 win. So obviously it was tied. So what, what happened was they had a one-off game at a neutral ground, which was a new camp. Um, and Leeds ended up winning that like, game 2-1. So that's how they ended up to play Rangers. That's, a, that's pretty incredible, that, actually, when you read that. That's, yeah. that's, that really is. That's... I mean, a lot of people probably don't know that. And if you actually research it, but that's how they actually came to play Rangers, which is um, quite a weird one. But no, the, the second game, obviously, we were into it. I mean, if you've seen a lot of Rangers documentaries, listen to the players in the past. We've met Andy Gorham in the yeah, pub. He's yeah. told the stories and stuff. Um, the English press... Rangers off, even at 2-1 going down Ellen Road, written them off. Now nah, Leeds obviously they can't now nah, and all the players they had, they, they would turn Rangers over. But but no, after only um <laughs> was it five minutes, Mark Hately. What a goal. Screamer. <laughs> screamer. Absolute screamer. Goalkeeper on his arse when he hit it. It was oh what a goal. And that was Rangers 3-1 in aggregate, and they're thinking, can you see Leeds coming back from that? Um I couldn't really be honest. Um, and then the second goal, I've watched this goal so many times. Coming out from the back, I think it was Durant comes out with it. There's a, I think there's a dummy that goes out to, goes out to, to Haley. Doesn't have to look to see where McCoy does. Whips a ball. There he is, back post, bang, right in the bottom corner. <laughs> goes away again. Silence <laughs> on his knees. I think it's Dale Gordon or something. Actually, was jumps on top of him. And that's two 0 and then you're 4-1 in aggregate. Um, Leeds got a goal back through Eric Cantona with a couple of game, a couple of minutes to go, sorry. And um, it was I through. Andy Gorham, again, was immense that game, which obviously through nine in a row and everything, he was immense. Um, and another wee fact for that game was, on the bench that day was actually Rod Wallace, who actually comes on to play with us in the Advocate years. Yeah, he sure so does, wee fact there. But no, it was a great game, that one. It was a fantastic game, and I think um, this is the kind of the kind of peak of the Hately and the Hately and McCoy's yeah. partnership that we we kind of grew up watching. Uh, that that after Hately scores that goal, and he runs towards the camera towards the 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 touchline towards the bench. I I always remember seeing that growing up and seeing how kind of bright the lights were and stuff that like in, in the stadium at the time. And that top, I mean, that's probably my second favourite Rangers top of kind of all time. Is I think it was probably the first one that I ever got. But and I say the really interesting fact there we 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 the way Leeds got into the been able to play against Rangers, it's uh, not something you kinda hear about that often and yeah. and the U camp seems like the most kinda <laughs> that is quite, neutral venue. It's quite bizarre how, how, <laughs> how they do that. And then obviously from there we go into what is obviously the, 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 the Champions League. Yeah. Um we are one of the founding founding members of that. Um and obviously, we know, we know what happens there. Yeah. I mean, that's another show on its own. That's another honest. show on its own, mate. But yeah, no, great, great times. Yeah, great an times. interesting Rodney Wallace on the bench for Aye, that as well. You wouldn't have thought of that, would you? Not at all. So, yeah, that's a cracking second game to, to, to talk about with McCoy. Um, he's just always, he's always there, isn't he? He's right. always there. He's always there. 
So game three, which move on as Rangers v Hibs in the Scottish League Cup final on the 24th of October 1993 and Rangers winning 2-1 this day. So the starting 11 for Rangers was Ali Maxwell, Gary Stevens, David Robertson, Richard Goff, Dave McPherson, Stuart McCall, Trevor Stephen, Ian Ferguson, Ian Duran, Mark Haitley, Peter Hustera. So, why this game in particular, Alistair? To me, that this, this game sums up Ali McCoyst, um, sums up as a player. Um, what I don't know if a lot of people know, he was he was out for six months with a with a broken leg that he, he got being international duty with Scotland. So that, that's that's why he was on the bench here. Um, Rangers win this game, won a treble the year before, so they were looking to get the second treble. Um, this would be the first trying to get back into the game. Um, so this game, again, it was a it was a tough game for Rangers. Hibs were not a bad team back then, um, so it was never going to be a walkover. But Rangers started first half was a bit kind of fifty fifty. Into the second half, fifty fifth minute. Um, it was the first goal for Rangers. It was a great goal. Ian Durant runs through. In fact, kind of sort of chips, dinks the keeper. Um, then we go one up. Um, but not long after that, we do a kind of. It was a kind of Rangers goal to give away in the box. It kind of, it was a bit of a mix up in the box. I think it was Keith Wright that played for Hibs at the time. Try to kind of, he tried to hit the ball back towards. It was a cross type shot to be honest. Hits off big Dave McPherson. It's a own goal to make it one each. <laughs> Um, which it wasn't the greatest of goals to watch back, but you're you're going one each. Hibs have got their tails up. It's obviously cup final. You know you know how it happens sometimes. Um, so just as that happened, um, you see Alan McCoy warming up the touchline, which gets the gives the Rangers fans a big boost. So Walter puts him on. I think he's kind of throwing the dice to be honest at this point to see kind of get anything out of him. Um, so basically, it's ten minutes to go in this game. Not long ago, Rangers get a throw in out in the out in the touchline. So ball comes into the box. It was David Robertson that threw it in. Mark Haley tries to jump to flick it, kinda of misses, bounces, McCoy takes it in the chest, and then overhead kick right in the corner of the net. What a goal it was, and he wheels away right away <laughs> down the, <laughs> and you can see him I went absolutely mental. It was uh again, it kinda of sums up Ali McCoy. Some of the first game we talked about, as in like if he can win these games himself just by a wee bit of magic. A lot of people think Alan McCoy is just a a poacher, a kind of a lot of tappings, but a lot of his goals are outstanding goals. I mean, if if you've got time to look at Alan McCoy's goals on YouTube, a lot of his goals are outstanding goals. They're not just six yard tappings like a kind of Chris Boyd now that he used to do. But no, what a goal overhead kick as well, and oh, a fitting goal to win that cup. To be honest. Yeah, I think this, this, this. You're completely right. This game just sums up McCoyst and who he was and what it meant to him to play for Rangers and never meant to score for Rangers. This is another one of the goals that I cemented in my head of seeing it from being younger. I'll never forget McCoyst coming on the overhead kick, the way it ha- everything, the way it happened, even the way the camera angle is when he hits. When he makes connection yeah. with the ball, you can just see it going into the net, and it was always going in. And then McCoy standing up, he's shaking his head, he's shaking his hands. Is <laughs> you can see how much it means to him. Um, this is a this is a true Alan McCoy uh, goal, especially um, out for six months as well. He I mean, to come back after six months and score a 
a winner in a cup final doing it with an overhead kick. I know. <laughs> it's incredible. It really is. It, it, it sums Alan McCoy's yeah. up, mate. It really, really does. It's a, it's a, I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. It's a, a great, it was a great one to watch back as well, just to see, see his face again when he scores. You can just, I, I love seeing his reaction when he scores goals. It's the best thing. It's emotion. It? It's raw it emotion. Great. You just see what it means to him. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, yeah, so we'll move on to... A game that I very much remember. Um, game four is Rangers v Hearts in the League Cup final um, from the 24th of November in 1996. Rangers winning 4-3. I remember this game because I was at this game and I remember it was uh, at Parkhead and where the jungle the jungle was. It was getting rebuilt all the time and there was a wee temporary stand behind it. And that's what we were. And I remember the weather was particularly bad that day, and also to get there. And we were on a, we were on the bus coming up, and we didn't know if we were actually going to make it to to the game. Um, and we were on this, this whatever it was, a bit of scaffolding, really, is all it was. And you know, Rangers fans don't sit down in games like this, so the whole every, the whole place, the whole stand was jumping the whole way through it. Everybody standing up, doing the bouncing, the whole thing's literally moving closer towards the the, uh, the park. But so we'll jump into it anyway. So the Starting lineup for Rangers that day was Andy Gorham, Art Cleland, Craig Moore, Richard Goff, Gordon Petrich, Joachim Bjorkland, Charlie Miller, Paul Gascoigne, Alan McCoyst, George Alberts, and Brian Loudrup. So a lot of unravel in this game, to be fair, Ali. There's a, a lot no, a lot goes on in this yeah. game. Um so we'll just start from the top. So why why this game? <sighs> Again, it's probably one of the most memorable ones. Um, I mean, back then, Hearts, Hearts were a good team back then. I mean, a lot of people, I think, forget. I mean, back back then, Hearts had really good players. Um, I mean, Neil McCann went yep. and played for Davy Weir. Yep. Used to went and played for us. Colin Cameron, Fulton, um, Paul Ritchie, I think, played for us as well. Um, they're a good team, Hearts. Really good team, Hearts. Um, but I think it was a lot of things. How Obviously... The way the game went, stories within the game. Um, oh, it was it was it was a good game to watch. Well, it's it, was, so, it is almost this game was almost a show on its own. To be fair, <laughs> how much happens in this game? It's pretty unbelievable what happens in this. And there's game. lots, just, and it, if a lot of guys have maybe went in after dinner circuits and that, or if they've, they've watched the the videos and stuff of the guys, and there's a lot of stories 
on this game as well and what, what happened during the game and mm-hmm. there was also a fallout in the game which yeah. we want to talk about yeah. but it was um, and obviously it was at Parkhead as well because at the time Hamden was getting redeveloped so that's why it was at Parkhead um, but I mean it couldn't start a better for Rangers Rangers obviously went well obviously they scored in the 11th minute through McCoist um, for after, he actually missed a sitter after that as well which I think I vaguely remember yeah um, but obviously that's Alan McCoy, so he misses, misses a lot, but he scores a lot. <laughs> um, but in the 27th minute, we go two up. Um, it was a ball into the box. It came back across McCoy, literally right in between the two centre-backs, heads it into the net to go um, to go two each. So then you're thinking, 2-0, two, two this is going to be a canter. Um, but just before half-time... Um, again, one of the guys were saying was not a bad player for her, Steve Fulton. Actually, he pulls a goal back, so they're going in 2 1 at half time. It was a hell of ugly, though, Fulton. Oh, he was, he was an ugly man. I guess one of them, isn't he? <laughs> I, I think he was. In fact, his boy plays down south for someone. Um, he's not a bad Jay Fulton or something. He plays yeah. down south for somebody, but um, that's going off track there. But, <laughs> um, aye, he's, aye, he's not the best looking, but no, that, that happened 2 1. Um, so you're going in at half time, two one down. But literally, what happened just before half half time was um, Gascoigne tried to play a, a short pass to McCoyst, which obviously didn't come off. McCoyst didn't take too kindly to it, and then they had a wee bit of a scuffle. So the two of them had to be yeah. sort of dragged apart going in at half time, um, which isn't great. I know you're winning two one, but they've just got a goal before half time. <laughs> two of your players are. About scrapping me each other right. going, into, going into the tunnel, so <laughs> it um, it wasn't great. Um, but I a, a story about that was obviously obviously the after dinner circuits night. You hear them all, but one of them was uh, when they came in. McCoy knew Walter to to be quiet. Basically, when you come in, don't speak. And yeah. Obviously, you know what Gascoigne's like. He'll, he'll say something. Yeah. <laughs> say, say something. So. Walter, obviously, who I would not, and I've met Walter first before, I've had a couple of chats with him, you wouldn't mess with him. No. Puts Gascoigne up and uh, basically on his hook and <laughs> hangs him up <laughs> and tells him to shut up. McCoy's just sitting there. Um, and Archie Knox actually comes over to Gascoigne and says, um, you go and get a couple of, couple of drinks in you. So um, Gascoigne actually goes up to the director's box at Parkhead in his full gear <laughs> and he's telling us to a couple of times, Gascoigne has a treble brandy so he downs a treble, this is a half time, which you wouldn't, probably, you wouldn't see us now. Comes all the way back down, game kicks off, which oh, so it's mental. Um, so I 2 1, second half, game kicks off. But then it couldn't go any worse. Hearts get an equaliser um, through John Robertson, who again, back then, good player. Yep. Um, he was our sort of talisman yep. but after 59 minutes. So Again, you're two each are going, where's this going to go? Um, Hearts have got the momentum. But Paul Gascoigne, I mean, the guy he can just produce magic. Um, obviously, that's triple brandy helped as well. But um, <laughs> there was literally two minutes of magic from Gascoigne. That's, he scores the next two goals, but they were within two minutes. Um, his, his, his first goal drives at the Hearts defence. Um and let's just shoots, kind of passes into the bottom corner. But the second goal for me was outstanding. He gets it just outside, just in the, the hearts, the hearts half, just outside the byline. Um, picks a ball up, dummies through a player, 
goes, gets the one-two with Charlie Miller back to him, and literally again, it's a kind of p- pass, kind of chip into the into the, the bottom corner. Um, outstanding goal for Rangers to go four-two up, and then obviously McCoyst and um, <laughs> Gascoigne are back favourite friends again. Um, but oh, it was great to go four-two up. Um, we do concede last kind of couple of minutes to our, of all players, a Davy Weir header. <laughs> <laughs> Or three, but it's it's at the very end of the match. Rangers hold on, um, and we win four three. But um, another wee point from that match, which probably a lot of folk don't know, is um, Neil McCann, who would come on to play for us again. He was a great winger. He actually won man of the match in that game, and um, that actually was actually sponsored by Coca Cola then. And what they gave you to be man of the match was a Coca Cola mountain bike. No, so, so there's a picture. But you'll find it in Twitter. There's a picture of Neil McCann standing there looking pretty miserable, to be honest, because he's been 4 3 by a Coca Cola mountain bike. <laughs> which he was given to. Oh, thanks very much. I'll just, I'll just head home the now then, I. I'll home in that. That's brilliant. But no, it was, a, it was a great game. And it was. Obviously, that was the, an era where. Obviously, McCoy scored the two goals and stuff. But it was an era where obviously you had Gascoigne and Loudrop in that team. Um, who who is oh, immense, immense. I mean, I've met Gascoigne once, just a small side story. Um, my my grandfather's house was for sale outside just Helms at the time, and Gascoigne was one of the guys who came to view it. And obviously, I had to be there because yeah. he was coming. Yeah, <laughs> and he had the blonde hair at the time. Yeah, and I got his autograph. My mum always said to me, she went, "You are more interested in Cheryl, which was his wife at the time, because yeah, she right. had the big yeah. black leather boots at the time. <laughs> I'm interested in that." <laughs> But no, uh, no, great game that one, great game. But it was, I uh, again, McCoy's two goals again in that game. Yeah, like I say, it's, it's just it shows he was so prolific, kind of throughout his career. Really, at Rangers, he was always good for a goal. I say with the players, as you have mentioned, the Loudrop, Gaza, round about him, it only it only helped McCoy. Yeah, because McCoy was always in the right place at the right time, and we then had we had all these players to make sure we found him yeah. at the right place at the right time. Um, it was great, and I say Gaza was Gaza's a different class, and um, the two of them got on well. Oh, of course they did. I yeah, mean, it was clear to see that they got on quite well, and th- this was just a a kind of lover spot, really, more than it was. Anyway, it was. So but but, but going going slightly off, still McCoy and Gascoigne, yeah. but my favourite story, obviously McCoy and talks about quite a lot these days, and he tells a lot of the Gascoigne stories about him and him and Gascoigne. But my favourite one for him and Gascoigne, as he told, was. Um, when he was when he was he was staying in his house one night and Gascoigne lived in the, the sort of next village across from him and um, his wife that day was like, Oh, you could I can hear somebody in the kitchen. And um McCoy's like oh, so what he does it, he goes in and he was playing golf at the time and he picks one of the clubs up, goes down the stairs. So he's going into the kitchen with this golf club and he can hear somebody in the kitchen and he's like you've also an intruder in your house, you're kinda of shitting yourself in case that's <laughs> So he goes in with the golf club, and what he sees when he opens is a bag of Gascoigne's head in his fridge. <laughs> and he's like, Paul, what are you doing? And Gascoigne turns around and goes, Just made a sandwich. <laughs> he's like, How did you get in? And he went, I remember you, you, you had the spare key under the tree outside. I just made myself in and get a sandwich. So he, he goes back up into bed, and his wife at the time, which was Alison, said, um, 
Who's, who's, who's in the kitchen? He went, oh, it's, right. it's just Paul me in a sandwich. It's fantastic, yeah. it really is. Guys, I say, Gaz is a, a different show on his own, and I'm, I'm pretty sure soon enough we'll have a, a full episode of oh, Generation Wells with Gaza, there's no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, as I say, one of the crazy, crazy games. I remember, as I say, being there, as I say, we were late getting there, I missed the first goal. And then just remember thinking Rangers are going to throw it all away. And and as you say, the McCoy's goals were kind of put us in control and then everything seemed to fall apart. And then just the the, the, the sheer class and the sheer determination of Gaza to grab the game but the scruff of the neck and, and to kind of pull Rangers over the line. It was, it was an, an absolutely great game. So we'll get to your last game now, Ali, and it's game number five. It's Celtic 1, Rangers 2. It's the Scottish Cup semi-final on the 5th of April 1998. So the starting 11 for Rangers that day was Gorham, Cleland, Alberts, Goff, Petric, Bjorklund, Tern, McCoyst, Gattuso, McCall and Loudrup. So, Ali, this is a quite a... It's quite a substantial game in the career of Alan McCoyst. Just want to kind of talk us through why you've obviously singled this one out as your last game. Again, it's uh, obviously it's a Rangers Celtic game, but not not just because of that. Um, it was McCoy. So obviously that that season we were going for ten in a row. Um, at that time we'd won the nine. We were going for ten. The team and it was coming at the end of its kind of era. Um, but this why I picked this one is because this is McCoy's final final goal. In an old firm against against Celtic for for Rangers, um, and obviously obviously what it meant to him, but it was a, uh, I it was it, it was that it was that it was that season going for the ten the, the team the team was it was aging, um, but there, there was still there was still that nine a row team there there was there was still the fight there, but that that game then it was, again it was played at, it was played at, played at Parkhead obviously it was a semi final which should have been a hand in like a neutral venue but at the time they did a, a ballot for it to to where it was played and obviously Celtic won a ballot so it ended up going to Parkhead right. although the fans were still 50-50 ended up going to them so they had the advantage straight away in terms of it was that their ground um but no but no this game was a a typical old firm at Parkhead, you could say. I mean, Celtic battered us in the first half. Yeah. Andy Gorham pulling off save after save, what he what he did through that era. Yeah. Also, Amoruso made his debut that that day. Um, he came on for for Gordon Petrich, who got injured. So that that was when Amoruso kind of started his career with Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was um, the first. Let's like say first half, Celtic absolutely all over as they battered us. Gorham kept us in the game. Um, second half, we come more into the game. In fact, we, we were the better team in the second half. Um, Loudrop missed a great chance in the, the 67th minute when he went through, but he should have chipped the keeper. Um, and then straight after that, pretty much, Alberts had another good chance, but the, the, the keeper saved it. But Rangers were right on top at the time. Um, but the, the goal that came um, broke. It was out. It was um, Jonas Tern at the time. Took a bounce before it got to McCoy, sort of diving header in the bottom corner, and it's like a, a symbolic moment. Everyone would have seen it. He drops to his knees, his hands, is in his, <laughs> he's crying. Comes over, and Goff comes over him. 
the embrace, and it was, I think it was typical Alan McCoyst against against Celtic. He's always there. I think the commentator said he's a scourge against Celtic in terms. He's he's always. Oh, they a, hated him. Aye. Oh, they hated him. Always a guy that would sort of break their hearts. Yeah. I mean, I always used to love Sky because every time we beat them, they would pan into one of that mob in the state in the stadium <laughs> crying their eyes out which is absolutely brilliant I mean hopefully we see that this season oh, at the end of the call brilliant but no a typical Ali McCoy's goal right in where he should be diving header right in there and Rangers went one up um, but after that like, let's say if Rangers were on top and then after that one probably possibly one of the best old firm goals I've seen in a Rangers game in a Rangers Celtic game when it was um, Alberts drove with the ball from inside. It was our side of the half. Let's see, drove past two, three Celtic players into the box and absolutely smashes it in the top a corner. Screamer. What oh, a goal! What a goal! Oh, what a goal! And that's us two and all up. Celtic got a consolation at the end. Um, I just a couple minutes before the end of the game in the ninetieth minute, I think it was. Um, but I know we hold on to win that game. We, we won that 2-1. In fact, we actually played them. It was a week later we played them in the league when we actually won again. You honest term, again, one of the goals you would have seen. Belter. Oh, what, what a strike what, it was. What a goal. And then again, Albert scored quite a, fact, a similar goal to what he scores in this game. Yeah. Driving again, bottom corner. Um, but this, it was after that game is where we kind of lost the, the league that time. We had, we had four games to go. I mean, we lost away to Aberdeen 1-0 and we lost to Kilmarnock at home 1-0 and the Kilmarnock game was the one that... That hurt, aye. The, that one, was, the, one, the that one that was, killed us. Yeah, that was we, that. we did go on to the final to play Hearts. Like I say, Hearts had a really good team then back and we actually lost that game 2-1. Yeah. But who scored the goal for us? It was uh, Super Alley again. I remember this game. I remember even now when you see it and you see what it means to McCoyst and you know that McCoyst knows that this is the last time that this yeah. is going to happen for him. And it's, I mean, it is, it'll bring a tear to your eye because he's a hero of mine, McCoyst as well. He's, he's forever super alley. Um, and you see, even when you're just, when you think about the, the players that all of a sudden had started to appear for Rangers as well. And all right, Jonas Stern, we probably didn't get in the peak of his powers, but what I mean, he was an unbelievable quality. Gattuso as well. Him. Gattuso, yeah. <laughs> Hammer as well. Alberts again, another one. I'm sure we'll do. We'll do a show on. Um, but yeah, you could really, really see what it meant to McCoy. Then I still remember losing ten. Um, it's probably my biggest Rangers regret is the fact that we didn't do it. I just, I, I, I just think they came. You could maybe say it's similar to a Celtic team at the moment. They've maybe come to the end of, of, of what they are, to be honest. Um, we try to bring players in. I mean, Negri was on the bench for this game, who probably yeah. came in as a as a replacement for McCoy at the time. Um, mostly we know what happened to Negri <laughs> the following season. He's got umpteen goals. And then, <laughs> it was 165 goals uh, by, by November or something like that, I think. Went and played squash. And <laughs> that was, end, that was played, the end of it. Played squash uh, and inverted commas. Uh, 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 that was the end of it, yeah. but... No, Rangers should have won. And I think a lot of the Rangers players, this is their biggest regret. Yeah. That thing, that their old team, they know they should have won yeah, that. You 10. can see, as he's mentioned, though, you can see it was an aging team. It was kind of getting to the, the end of its powers, really. And I say it is unfortunate that it happened, but it will never really take away from what Alan McCoy's contributed to, yeah. to Rangers. Um, it was truly the end of an era with McCoy's leaving. So that's us, but at the end of the games you wanted to talk about, Ali. So it's obviously very clear to see why you picked Super Ali. 
His goal scoring record for Rangers will probably stand forever. Uh, a true Ranger and a true legend of our club. Yeah, no, exactly. He's, he's he'll always be my hero. I always remember him as the player. Like I say, my first. Obviously, when you get the names in the back of your top, the first one I had was McCoy on the back of my top. In fact, I went to um, one of the friendlies last. I think it was last year we played Marseille. We won. We won four nil. My wee, um, my niece Millie. We took her at the game, and she actually wore my McCoy top. Oh, that's brilliant. And it brought back a memory of that was me. Yeah, back then. Yeah, and um, I was actually quite a proud moment, to be honest, to see that. Obviously, she doesn't understand it being that, but no, she will I, one day, mate. She I know will she day. will. But um, no, that was a good moment actually seeing her because I always, like you said, you know, I always keep my old talks. I've, I've got them all, but it was, yeah. it was good to see that. But no, you'll always be a hero of mine, and um, it's it's good to see him. It's good to see him doing what he loves doing at the moment, which is in the media. He's really good at it, and you see him in Sky Sports, everything on Talk Sport. He's brilliant at it. That, that's the type of guy I like to sort of remember him. Cheeky chap. He's 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 he's, he's very knowledgeable in the game as yeah, well. Yeah. But um, no, maybe slightly biased, but I know we can we maybe, can allow that. Maybe can we slightly. Not? <laughs> Might talk about it over sometimes, but no, he's um, no. He'll always be my hero. You can always you can always see about the management side of it, but we're talking about playing side and. Again, three hundred fifty-five goals. You just can't argue <laughs> it, mate. You can't. You, you, can't you, just, you cannot argue no. with it at all. So yeah, that is us. So if you would like to appear on the show, uh, just get in touch with us via the social media pages, and of course, if you have any feedback, good or bad, we would love to hear your insight. If you enjoyed the show, please like, comment, and subscribe on Apple, Acast, and YouTube. So just time for me to thank my guest this week. Thank you very much, Ali, for coming on. No problem, Scott. Pleasure to be here. And good to talk about one of my heroes. Um, it'll be good to talk, good to hear about other people's heroes and their stories too. Very much so, mate. Uh, and last by no means least, thank you to all for listening. I have been Scott Carney, and I'll speak to you all soon for another episode of Generation Bears. Take care. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.